take a moment and enter a world that looks much like your own, but with all the secrets coming out to play. This is Lyric, a mother of a fairy tale. It's an original 16-part audio drama presented in serialized format. Written and narrated by Anne Kimbrough, June 2020. So far, we've met college student Ashley Scott on possibly the weirdest day of her life. (laughs) Some people even like to call her Lyric. But things got serious when she learned her grandmother, who she hadn't seen in years, isn't well. Of course, she got the news from a cat. So things could get weirder still. Part three starts right now. Curiosity killed the cat, and satisfaction brought him back. The ancient rhyme ran through my head. I instantly hated it, even if I figured out what the hell was going on, I doubted it would make me feel better. Standing under my strange grandmother's second story window, I tried not to scream. Just to recap, I can talk to a cat, my grand needs to see me as if my life depends on it, and a creepy, disembodied voice just told me I'm doomed. Newsflash, I already knew that. Gran? I called up to the window, trying to be loud enough for her to hear, but not alert the mansion's security guards. Gran, are you up there? A meow echoed from the open window. Cat peeked his head out and sneered at me. He really did. A low growl followed. Glaring up at Cat, I lowered my voice. How am I supposed to get inside? And don't even look at the trellis. Going through the Institute's main entrance came with several pitfalls. I'd have to sign in, and that would trigger a call to my mother, not to mention a lot of questions from the staff. I'm not even sure how many visitors have tried to see Gran, but I knew none were allowed. According to Mom, she'd put a stop to anything that could set off Gran. Apparently, that was everything. I'd push Mom once for more details, but she always answered the same way. You can't reason with crazy. She never explained who or why anyone would want to reason with Gran. Of course, explanations and information were sparse when it came to our family. Well, not today. Whatever was wrong with Gran, heck, whatever was wrong with me, I needed answers. Now. And if Cat knew Gran, I stopped myself for a minute. Was I really going with this? That I could telepathically talk to a cat? Outside of the fact that I didn't even believe in telepathy, I couldn't explain it any other way. Dang cat. Cat growled again, causing me to grab my head, but the painful flash I expected never came. I looked back up. Cat tilted his head back and forth, burying his teeth. I'd never seen anything like it on an animal's face. Okay, okay, I said, knowing he wanted me to climb up the trellis and into my grandmother's room. 
Normal people go through doors. His growl made it sound like I wasn't normal. Thing is, even though I wanted to do this, it went against my mom's wishes, and it turned me into an extension of my mom's feud with Gran. The tension between them felt epic. I didn't know what had caused their rift, or why Mom always made it sound like visiting Gran could turn into a life-or-death ordeal. But her endless rant kept me from visiting. Even when I was old enough to rebel, I just couldn't bear to set Mom off. It might be a character flaw, but I'd rather focus on how Mom ruined my life instead of how Gran ruined hers. All I knew, Gran had been in and out of mental institutions most of her adult life. And Mom worried Gran's kind of crazy could rub off on us. She once told me Gran lost herself in a fantasy world. It made talking to her almost impossible. A blinding flash hit me hard. Another vision. The bluff. The same disembodied female voice that threatened me with doom swirled around Gran. More sound than words, the cyclone made Gran's long gray hair tangle all around her. It seemed so real, but I knew it was just another memory cat put into my mind. I stepped into it, finding myself on the estate's bluff. The wind, harsh against my skin. It felt so real. I rubbed my bare arms. It's, it's just a memory, I reminded myself. Never! Gran screamed. She held out her arms, and a wave crashed against the bluff, higher than I'd ever imagined possible. The water hit with a second wave. It burst outward and struck the twister around Gran but it couldn't penetrate the churning darkness. The wave parted, making it seem like she was protected from the sea by the wind swirling around her. But I had it backwards. As Gran fell to her knees, the wind sucked away the air. Aquiescence, Gran said, gasping with her last breath. A colossal wave pounded in concert with the first. The combined force broke through the cyclone, and she could breathe again. Released from the wind tunnel, Gran's hair instantly settled on her shoulders, making her look angelic. She wore a white gown and seemed years younger than any photograph I'd ever seen of her. Turning, she faced a smoky cloud lingering along the bluff. It gathered into a dense, dark cloud. As the wind diminished, a form took shape, twisting into the body of a woman. But that's where the comparison to anything human ended. Pulsing from her tormented eyes, a singular rage that sizzled in the air. It sparked out in an arc, creating circles of electricity eddying around her. Bits rippled away into the air. One hit my soul. This is too real. I tried to shake my way out of Kat's memory. Stop it! Stop it now! But the memory gripped me tight, suffocating. You shall fail, Mariah, Gran said. The book. 
Mariah whispered, holding tight to every ounce of anger within her dark soul. It will be mine. Gran raised her hands. The graceful act summoned another wave, a tsunami over the bluff. The wall of water crashed into the ground. I screamed. The image faded, and I once again saw daylight. The mansion's estate was as I'd last seen it, perfectly groomed on a peaceful summer afternoon. (laughs) Plenty of daylight to enjoy the gardens and breathtaking vista. The sun made me blink as I looked down at my clothes. They were dry, but I'd expected them to be wet, drenched by the memory's crescendo of waves. It had all been in my mind, I told myself, but something lingered. As if it had followed me from the memory, a howling wind whipped up dirt and dead branches all along the bluff. Or had it been there all along, only now growing stronger? Cat screeched from above. The urgency wiped out any need for a decision. I found a handhold and a place to put my foot, climbing up the trellis. The wind, however, made me blink back tears, getting dust into my eyes. But I had to see Gran. Shaking my head, I put a hand on the trellis, testing the stability. It felt solid, strong enough to hold my weight. I looked up at Cat. No more images, okay? I'm coming up. Focusing on solid handholds and putting my feet in the right places, I made it up the trellis faster than expected. Cat leapt off the sill into the room, making it possible to put my elbows on the window's ledge. Solidly standing on the trellis, I checked out the dimly lit room. Full of shadows, all the windows, except mine, were shuttered from the daylight, somber. I blinked, letting my eyes adjust. The room was about the size of a hotel suite, with a sled-shaped oak bed and a Victorian settee, coffee table, and chair. It looked like a sitting room that belonged in an English manor instead of what I'd expected, a sterile hospital room. Gran must have moved in her own furniture. The wind continued at my back, making me look over my shoulder. A darkness had crept along the edge of the bluff, just like in the memory. It blocked most of the sun. Anyone know what that's all about? I asked. I planned to join him in the room, taking a better hold of the ledge to pull myself up and through the window. But something stopped me. A shadow inside the room... It shimmered forward. It made me freeze in place, gripping the ledge tighter. The shadow was Gran. She looked frail, thin, and pale. I was surprised to find her out of the bed. She looked too weak to stand. Her white dressing gown draped to the floor. The wind at my back blew into the room, giving the material life. It lifted, practically floating around her ankles. Her hands pressed together as if in prayer. When she saw me, a sad smile settled on her lips. My child, you have come to me. Gran's voice was soft. I squinted to see her better in the darkened room. She seemed to be hidden in half-light. I should have tried harder, she said. I hope you can forgive me. I shook my head, not understanding. I'll, I'll come in, 
and we'll talk. As I pass, your power grows stronger, Gran said. You must have felt it today. It had been a strange day, and she was making it even stranger. My power? They will come for you, she warned. Father Time and the book will guide you. The cat meowed. And cat. Gran smiled, bowing for a moment in his direction. I didn't understand. Gran, just tell me what's going on. Does this have anything to do with you and mother? She closed her eyes. Only you, my dear, can set it right. The light behind me shifted, the sun fading, and Gran faded with it. A shaft of golden light cut through her body. But it wasn't really her body. I realized I'd been talking to her reflection, as if I'd been looking into a mirror image from Gran's point of view. But there was no mirror. My eyes shifted to her bed. Her earthbound body lay under a thin sheet, still gone from my world. Oh, Gran, I said, watching the ghost of her fade to nothing. We are the descendants of Gaia, Gran's essence whispered, and you are in terrible danger. As her ghostly image shimmered into nothing, it broke apart into a million points of light. They shot out towards me, the streaks whizzing out of the window as if they'd been called home to the setting sun. Oh, Gran. They raced towards the bluff, burning their way through the storm cloud hanging along the cliff. The darkness fizzled with an agonizing hiss. I flinched, letting go of the window and fell backwards. Cat screeched. I braced for impact with the ground, but it didn't come. Somehow, the ivy detached from the trellis caught me in the bough of vines and gently laid me on the grass. As the ivy pulled back and reattached itself to the trellis, the sun sucked away the last of the golden light, leaving behind little tufts of glowing gold. They floated down to me like soft kisses. They landed on the grass and faded into the earth. I reached out to the last one, but it slipped through my fingers as it sunk into the green grass. Cat leapt down from the window, landing softly nearby. He snuck up to me and nestled against my side. What did she mean? I asked him, prepared for the images this time. A jumble of them attacked my mind's eye, dissolving into one. I saw Gran, bending down to stroke the cat, and she whispered to him, One day, you will tell my granddaughter the truth. You will tell her that she's the last descendant of Mother Nature. <laughs> That's the end of part three, Lyric, a mother of a fairy tale. Lyric is produced by Everything Novels. Copyright June 2020. Music and sound effects by Zapsplat. <laughs>